0: Welcome to Voices of NCAJ. We're talking to members of the North Carolina Advocates for Justice about what it means to be a trial lawyer, what it takes to be great at the practice of law, and how being a part of NCAJ enriches their lives and careers. Produced and powered by Pods. Welcome, everyone, to
1: Voices of NCAJ, the podcast for the North Carolina Advocates for Justice. I am Amber Nimox, your host and communications and marketing manager for NCAJ. Our CLE season is in full swing with North Carolina attorneys looking to meet the February 28 MCLE deadline. One very popular program in this month's lineup is Learning from the PI Pros, a master class in personal injury cases from start to finish. That program is coming up on February 16 at NCAJ headquarters in Raleigh, and participants can also attend virtually. To register, you go to ncaj.com slash events. My guest today is one of those PI pros who will be presenting at that CLE, Meredith Hinton, who practices with Ritchie Law Firm in their Greenville office. She focuses her practice on helping personal injury and motor vehicle accident victims and has worked to recover millions of dollars on behalf of her clients. She is a former member of NCAJ's Board of Governors and is active in NCAJ's Auditors and Premises Liability Section and is a member of the NCAJ PAC Board of Trustees. Meredith, welcome to the NCAJ podcast.
0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to
1: talking to you about our upcoming CLE. Well, thanks so much for being here. So this is a huge topic. The whole CLE is going like, to cover so much ground. But just intake and initial investigation of personal injury cases is a lot to cover in one hour, which is what you'll be dedicating to it yourself. What are you going to be focusing on during your presentation?
0: Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing for intake is we all get those phone calls, right? We're getting phone calls, but how are you handling those phone calls? How are you screening them? And then how are you converting those phone calls into new clients? Because without clients, we don't have anything to do. So what are you doing when these clients call or the potential clients call? How are you screening them? And then is it your staff answering the phone? And then if your staff's answering the phone, at what point are they getting an attorney on the phone to talk to the clients? There's a lot of different things out there now where you can do your intake call. And while you're on the phone with them, you can send e-docs over there's just a lot of different ways with the technology that we're able to reach these clients which when I first started practicing it was hi you've been in a rec okay well can you come and (laughs) sit down and meet with me so we can sign the documents that's kind of the thing of the past that doesn't happen as often anymore with all the technology we have out there
1: how long have you been doing this
0: So I had been in practice since 2005 and done strictly personal injury from day one.
1: (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, it must have changed astronomically, like the way that you process people, like from getting them from that picking up the phone to actually like filing the paperwork and getting things started. What are some of the biggest changes or, or I guess most recent changes that you'll probably be talking to people about?
0: Well, I think just you know the advent of being able to meet people over the internet, setting up Zoom calls, your e-docs, being able to send electronic documents and have them signed right away. Those are the, the two biggest things I've seen as a change in our practice. And we try to keep up on latest and greatest technology because once you get that phone call, you need to act fast and be able to meet the client wherever you need to, whether it be... Every text message, email, Zoom, and we still do go visit clients at their houses. So you kind of have to be flexible, and that part I don't think has changed. I mean, right when I first started practicing, you kind of met the client wherever you needed to, and whenever, <laughs> after hours, weekends, whenever it fit with their schedule.
1: Our clients, do they have different expectations in terms of like how tech savvy they expect? attorneys to be. What kind of expectations do clients bring to the table? Honestly, I think it depends on
0: the clients. We have some that are like, no, I'm not doing anything online. And we're like, okay, great. We're happy to come to you. Or if you want to come to our office. And that, I think that kind of goes back to meeting the client's needs. Where is that particular client? Some of our other clients are really tech savvy. And they're like, oh, sweet, you can send me a text message and I can get on the e-docs and sign up great. I don't have to come in the office, even better. (laughs) So you know, I think the overall
1: arching theme is you have to be flexible. So what about the process? I mean, I guess that would be one thing is that you have to be flexible and meet each client where they are. What else about intake and initial investigation? What are some like constants that you have to be aware of that haven't changed since you started doing this?
0: Listening is one of the key Things you need to do and be aware of and make sure you're doing with each call because a lot of times these clients have been in horrible situations and they could be grieving the loss of a loved one or just dealing with their own injuries and just in a bad place and just, you know, distraught. I mean, a lot of these clients are meeting at some of the worst times of their life. So just listening, I think, is key because it starts your initial Attorney client relationship, and that helps you build trust with the client. You know, if you're willing to listen to them and understand where they are and what's going on and what they're feeling, it's a good way to start that
1: initial attorney client relationship. And how do you maintain that capability, like after doing this for almost 20 years? Well, I love
0: being the person that somebody turns to and they're in these horrible times in their life because I feel like I can really help them. And our firm does a a great job for lots of clients all over the state. And each case is different and each person's different. And what they're going to need throughout the life of their cases is is different. So kind of keeps you on your toes.
1: What kind of advice would you give to somebody who, I guess, to an attorney who's been doing this for a couple of years maybe and isn't sure if personal injury is necessarily their path? How can you tell if this is the road that you want to go down? Like, if you want to make this your specialty?
0: The attorneys that I've seen that have done well in this area of law, I think for the most part, all truly care about their clients and truly care about making North Carolina and the United States a safer place for all of us. Because ultimately, we can't change what's happened to that particular client. But we can make change for the future by, you know, there's different ways that can happen, making people aware of being a safer driver and companies making sure they have safe drivers, making sure they're checking their drivers motor vehicle records every year if they have the monitoring capabilities, that they're actually monitoring their drivers. So I have a passion for that. And I think a lot of the attorneys across the state that do well, I think they have a passion for that as well. For our clients, the only thing we can do to help them is get large recoveries for them. But the greater good of North Carolina, you know, we can try to make the state a safer place.
1: So who would you say at your law firm and at NCAJ are some of the folks that you've learned from and what have you learned from them in terms of like how to maintain that passion and develop your skills?
0: Well, I mean, I think we've got a, a good group that are on our PLE. some definite pros. I remember when I first started, Don Higley was in Greenville and he was an attorney. I called a lot to say, Hey, am I doing this right? Help me. Like, <laughs> um, and he gave me lots of wisdom as I was coming up. So I think we're lucky to have him. And then we've got the infamous David Stradley. He's on here. He's a great attorney. He's given me as well as our whole firm a lot of advice over the years. And I'm excited that Ann Oshner has joined him and she'll be talking as well. And she's a fabulous attorney. So I think for folks that are really trying to up their personal injury game, this is a perfect CLE
1: forum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a terrific lineup. Yeah, we really are grateful that Greg Whitley is our program chair, and he's put together this like terrific panel. Like you said, we've got Don Higley. I didn't even mention Noah Abrams too. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Noah Abrams is going to be talking about major injury cases. Don Higley and Noah just had a big case in Lawyers Weekly. I saw. So yeah, yeah, that was. He'll talk about that. (laughs) I bet he will. um at uh, jay carr on imposing a duty and a case study in premises liability and Oshner, carl solomon is going to talk about prosecuting tractor trailer cases and yeah it's gonna be a full day and a lot of really terrific topics what are the cases that you've been working on lately i know you can't discuss any specifics, but are there any that you'll be sharing like examples of lessons learned or things that worked well in terms of initial investigation intake that like lessons you can share on any of these cases when you're doing your presentation?
0: Sure. I think, you know, when you get these initial calls, you definitely want to jump in. And we have different kind of protocols depending on the case. A regular fender bender may not involve that much of an, an initial investigation. You know, you get to your accident report and make sure everything lines up. But if it's a tractor trailer case, there's certainly a whole world of different things we do with those kind of cases where you hire an expert right away, set up inspections, you send out preservation letters and get body cam 911 calls <laughs> and you go pretty much all out from first time the client signs a paper, you're going and getting everything you can. So yeah, I'll be Talking about that and talking about our best advice and some attorneys maybe don't do is whenever we set up inspections, I always go with our expert because I want to say, I've seen that vehicle. I've seen that particular tractor trailer. I've been to the scene. I think when you don't do that, you're doing yourself a disservice.
1: Really? So you always make sure that you've actually seen the wrecked automobile?
0: Yes. And the scene of where the wreck happened. I think when you actually go put yourself in the scene, it helps you in your initial investigation. And then it's going to help you later on in the case because you're going to understand the different perspectives, the perspective from the defendant and their lane of travel and what they could see, what they couldn't see. And the same for your client. And if there's witnesses, you'll know where they were. And if there's traffic cameras, you'll know what angles
1: those were at. Yeah, I don't think I've tried a case where I haven't gone to the scene. <laughs> wow. Well, seeing all of those car accidents has got to reinforce that passion for safety. And it's been a brutal couple of years. I was reading something in the New York Times the other day about how car fatalities or automobile fatalities are way up in the past couple of years since the pandemic. Have you found that had any impact on the like number of cases that you guys are seeing? Or um, I know in 2020, we weren't driving as much. <laughs>
0: You kind of had lower calls because people weren't going out and driving. Less people on the roads, less directs. But I think now we're seeing just as many as as ever. People driving nowadays have got all kinds of different distractions, you know, cell phones.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And apparently road rage is like worse than ever. I have seen a lot of that recently. Yep. Is that something that like has factored into any of the cases that you've worked on?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something you need to be aware of because I think that affects potential coverage issues. And that might be included in some of Don's presentation. He's got insurance coverage for injuries arising out of the use of an automobile. So he very well be maybe going over if there is road rage, how does that affect the insurance coverage? Cause definitely does. Yeah, if they come to the CLE to find out more about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting. So who do you think would be the best audience for the CLE in terms of like experience level, in terms of an attorney who should be signing up for the PI masterclass?
0: Honestly, I think anyone and everyone who does personal injury should sign up for it. I've almost been doing this 20 years, but every day I learn something new. And I try to encourage our young attorneys, if you're not learning, then something's wrong because the young attorneys have stuff to teach the old attorneys and the old attorneys have stuff to teach the young attorneys. And same with experience level. We all bring different things to the table. And I'm looking forward to hearing from everyone on this list to see, maybe I'll hear some stuff already new. But if I can get one or two or three nuggets of new information that can help our practice, then I'm all for it. And I think everyone should be that way.
1: Well, I am looking forward to it. And I hope that we get a lot of folks to turn out on February 16th. Yeah, and it's live and in person, so. Yeah, you can attend virtually, but I do think that there is a real benefit to live in person because you just get that exchange of information when you're on break and in the hall and at lunch and, you know. Well, and and the networking aspect of it. I mean, there's
0: great people on this list, but there's going to be great people attending as well. And, you know, getting to know your fellow plaintiff's attorneys is awesome. I think as a bar and as, you know, for the NCAJ, we have a lot of great people, a lot of great attorneys. And I think we we work really well together. We're a group that helps one another out. So if you're a young attorney, there's gonna be plenty of folks here with experience that you can meet. And then afterwards if something comes up and you got a question, you know, I know most of us are happy to answer a call or answer an email to help you out. If you're on the listserv with all of us, it's good to put a, a name with a
1: face. Yeah. Yeah. That's always great to meet those folks you've only ever known by their emails. Yeah. See them in person. Definitely, definitely brings everything to life. Well, thank you so much for being on the panel and for um, taking time out to chat today. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody on February 16th. Me too. Get signed up. (laughs) Yeah. Lawyers can take the PI Pros Masterclass, CLE, like we said, virtually or in person. And to find out more, go look for the event on our website at ncaj.com slash events. And while you're there, you can check out the whole lineup of CLE and other member events we have planned for this February. Calendar is chock full. Thank you again, Meredith, for helping put this fabulous program together and for being on the podcast. And thanks, everybody, for listening.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Voices of NCAJ. For more information on the North Carolina Advocates for Justice and how to join or support NCAJ, please visit our website at www.ncaj.com.